Week 2, the reality of the word continue. All right. Second <clears throat> Timothy 3.15 And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 16 All scriptures is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Verse 17, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Holy Scripture, it says. So, why is it so described when it says Holy Scripture? The term Holy Scriptures implies holy or sacred. It implies only holy or sacred writings. And Paul said these writings, the written word, are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. The Scriptures are for doctrine, that is teaching, which brings about reproof, evidence, correction, and instructions in righteousness. As believers, only the scriptures are valid for teaching and evidence. It attests to our faith. In fact, Romans 10, 8 to 10 tells us the faith is in thy mouth. If you confess with your mouth, and if you believe in the heart, you will be saved. Confession is made with the mouth unto salvation and with the heart man believes unto righteousness. So you read that. Mark 16, 15, 16, read that. John 3, 16, read that. For God so loved the world. So it is also important to note that only the scriptures are inspired. God breathed. That which was inspired of God and written by men. In fact, you can read Second uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 20 to 21. So, no book, teaching, or writing is self-inspired. They are only inspired by the degree to which they agree with what is written. The scriptures, the written word. So, the message of the scriptures... In the inspiration of the scriptures, it is, invited, it is vital to know that there is a message in it. And the message must never be lost when reading. John 5.39 says, Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Verse 40, And ye will not come to me, that ye might have life. The, the statement was made by Jesus in his discussions with the Pharisees. He pointed out that all the prophets spoke the same message and that message was about him. Therefore, the testimony of the scripture is a person. The message is a person who is Christ. So the message of the word. The Bible is referred to as the Word of God 
because it contains the written word which testifies of a person. John 1, 1 to 4, the word of God is a person, Christ Jesus. John 14 says, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. This is an absolute statement. He is the life. In him was life. And the life was the light of man. John 14, 7. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. So the knowledge and the acquaintance about Jesus is the knowledge about God. God relates with man through Christ Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Glory to God. Christianity, therefore, is a relationship and fellowship with God found only in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible is a Christ-centered material. Jesus is the message of the scriptures. I want you to read Luke 24, 25 to 27 and Luke 24, 44 to 47. You will observe in all the scriptures in verse 27, it implies that all scriptures refer to the things the prophet said concerning Christ. If you read that Luke 24. So having the understanding of the scriptures is to see the scriptures in the light of Christ Jesus. You read Hebrews 1, 1 to 3. So Jesus is the word. He is the message of the Bible. This understanding should be applied in the reading of the Old Testament books and the four Gospels as they ought to be seen in the light of Christ Jesus. Then we have the promise of the message. Hebrews 6.13, he said, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. The promise is in a person, in Christ. This is the integrity of the word. Galatians 3.13-16. Then you also read Hebrews 6.14-20. So here, the writer explained that God made a promise and he confirmed it with an oath. Thus, the promise of God, I mean the promise God made to Abraham was dependent solely on him. That promise is Christ. Ah, glory to God. Therefore, the word of God has integrity, requiring no impute from man. Acts 13, 32 to 34. God has fulfilled the promise he made. The acts of Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection, which is the gospel that we preach, is what God promised and he has fulfilled today. Read 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4, Romans 10, 8 to 10. So the reality of God's word is that Christ was raised from the dead. A proper appreciation will start with reading the scriptures and in reading it, coming to an understanding 
that it is about a message embodied in the person of Jesus. So, the word has to be taught and preached. This is how it is made available to us. The question becomes, how is the word made available? Titus 1, from verse 1. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. Verse 2, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Verse 3, but an in, at in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto us. Which is committed, sorry, which is committed unto me to the commandment of God our Savior. So, the word is made available by preaching. Mark 16, 15 to 20, you see the command there. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 21. 1 Corinthians 2, 4 to 5. Paul taught from the scriptures only. The same as the apostles in the epistles. He knew the importance of the teaching of the word. He also ensured the word was not mixed with the wisdom of men in teaching. So salvation is received via preaching. So also the believer receives knowledge of the word by the preaching of God's word. 1 Corinthians 1.18 For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved. It is the power of God. The believer must never get bored with hearing or reading the word, as this is the basis of our faith. Hence, three things are vital for every believer. To hear the word, to read the word, and to believe the word. Glory to God.